Welcome to Steadfast Minicast. This minicast is specifically made for our mill listeners in Steadfast and outside of it, those who listen to our podcasts. This is kind of in, in conjunction with the messages that we've been speaking on uh, in Sex Machine. And um, this one is just kind of detailed right towards men, um, talking about who they should be and um, you know what kind of sex machine they should be. So uh, many men would agree with this statement about themselves that, that we are sex machines um, and many women would as well looking at men they'd say wow they are absolute sex machines that's all they think about um, that's everything that's on their mind um, I think I've mentioned in the past they say that they think men think about sex every 30 seconds and it seems a little far-fetched to me but maybe it's true for you who knows it's not really my uh, my business to get inside your head and know if you think about sex every 30 seconds. Um, but you get the idea is that, man, as, as guys, sex is on our mind all the time. Um, it's amazing and shocking to girls sometimes um, when they hear that guys say they can become sexually aroused by something as simple as a picture or um, just an image on TV, that those things can make us just absolutely sexually aroused. It's, it's wilder than they can't understand that. We really are. Um, sex machines. The problem is, though, is that men have gotten really bad uh, with their sexuality. Um, we are sex machine, but machines, but anymore nowadays, um, we just act as if we're like an automatic sex machine. That there's nothing that we can do to control our sexual urges anymore. That um, basically, once the motor started, basically once we're we're born into this, that we just have to plow ahead full steam for the rest of our lives. That we can't slow down. We can't control it. Um, and society has messed us up. We made men uh, basically look at their sexuality and tell us that as men, the only thing that matters is if we're hung like a horse and if we have the ability to pleasure a woman for an hour. Um, sex is basically looked at as just something that a man's supposed to um, achieve. And I mean, really, men's sexuality is looked at, you know, by the size of their package. And like, this, like any of this really has anything to do with how we're supposed to view sex. But see, men um, as sex machines have been treated by society as if we are this, this fully automated sex machine, that there's nothing that guys can do about it, that um, we are just basically blasting forward and that there's absolutely nothing we can do to control it, to slow it down. But I want us to really just take a look at ourselves for a second and see if we could actually become something more than just a male maybe we can actually become men. See, unlike what society might tell us, being a man doesn't depend on all that junk that I just told you about a little bit ago. Instead, it's really about who you are. See, a man isn't lost in his sexuality. A male is. Someone who's just male in nature might be completely lost, but a man understands what his sexuality entails and can control it ask you, what's manly about being absolutely lost in your sexuality, in your desires, that you can't control it? Absolutely nothing. A real man is in control of his own life. A real man can decide what's beneficial, what is negative for his life, and can say, this is not beneficial, this is not um, a positive thing in my life, and they can take even something so strong as the sex drive and basically bend it to their will. Let me tell you about an awesome man that we see in the Bible, that we can look at for an example on our sexuality. The story takes place 
all the way back in Genesis. So if you have your Bibles with you, if you're listening to this, you can turn back there. Otherwise, you can just chill and you can listen to me. But it goes all the way back to Genesis with the story of this man named Joseph. I want to tell you a little story about him. Um, He started out just like an average kid, but Joseph had something really special in his life. He was going to become something really awesome. And God showed him this in dreams, and he shared his dreams with his brothers. Unfortunately, his brothers weren't so hot on his dreams because they involved them basically bowing down before him because he was going to become something so special. His brothers didn't care for this at all. And after a while, um, they basically took him. They were going to murder him, but because one of his brothers, Reuben, uh, was actually such a nice man, he said, man, don't murder him. Let's just take and sell him into slavery, which obviously still isn't very great, but he was trying to protect Joseph. So Joseph gets sold into slavery, and he gets picked up by this, this guy, Potiphar. And Potiphar takes Joseph back to his home, and he's just basically a slave for him. Well, after a while, this blessing that God put on Joseph is, is just bound and determined to shine through in his life. And what Potiphar starts to notice is, man, whatever I put in this Joseph's hands, it just prospers. Everything goes so well for him. Man, God is putting this amazing blessing on him. And what Potiphar realizes is, what is the point in me doing anything on my own? What I can just do is I can give all of my responsibility to Joseph. He can take care of all the things that need to be done in my house. And all I have to worry about is just chilling, sitting back, eating three meals a day, and hanging out. So that's what he does. He says, Joseph, you can take care of all this. And I mean, Joseph becomes more than a slave, but he becomes basically an equal with Potiphar because Potiphar realizes how blessed he is. But here's where this really cool uh, part of the story takes place. And it starts um, in Genesis 39. And in verse 6, and it says this, that Joseph, um, amongst all these other things that God had blessed him with, it says, Joseph was a strikingly handsome man. And as time went on, his master's wife became infatuated with Joseph. With Joseph, And one day she said to him, sleep with me. Oh, it's pretty wild. Not many girls are going to come to you and just grab you and say, sleep with me. But Potiphar's wife did. But it says he wouldn't do it. He said to his master's wife, look With me here, my master does not give a second thought to anything that goes on here. He's put me in charge of everything he owns. He treats me as an equal. The only thing he hasn't turned over to me is you, because you're his wife after all. How could I violate his trust and sin against God? But she pestered him day after day after day, but he stood his ground. He refused to go to bed with her. Now one of these days he came to the house to do his work, and none of the household servants happened to be there. She grabbed him by his cloak, saying, Sleep with me. He left his coat in her hand and ran out of the house. You see what I'm saying? This is a real man. He understood what, basically, God had for him. He said he wouldn't sin against God. And he understood, just basically, the fact he wouldn't sin against this man who was his his boss, who was his, his equal. He wouldn't do this. Joseph was a real man. He could control his sexuality and say, man, this isn't, this isn't right for me. I mean, that's a tough time. A lot of us guys, we can't control not having a girl to stop us from going too far. But how about a girl who literally grabs you and says, come sleep with me, come have sex with me. How are you, are you tough enough to stand up against it and say, you know what, no, that's, that's not for me. But that's the kind of men that we need to be. 
That's the kind of men that we need to um, try to form ourselves into. Now, so often today, I mean, men, we just think that, like, as a sex machine, man, we are a tank. And we just basically are made to bull over and blast through every single one of a woman's defenses, basically, and take as much from her as we possibly can. And it is the woman's responsibility to say, oh, no, I only want to go this far sexually. Man, that is absolutely not right. That is so much against what God designed when he created us as sex machines. We talked about the fact that God invented sex. And in all things, including sex, God made men to be leaders. You see, we should be in charge of our sexual relationships. And the boundaries with the women in our life should be set by us, not the other way around. Women shouldn't tell us, oh no, I only want to go this far. Men should start a relationship saying, this is as far as we can go. Because this is as far as God would want us to go. That's what a real man is supposed to be. You see, far too many men have stayed boys. And boys look at women like toys. But that's not the, real ha- the reality of how we're supposed to be. You see, we're supposed to become men. To stop being little children, but to become men. To begin to really respect women for the beautiful creation that they are. I mean, God made women and he made them absolutely amazing. They're beautiful to the eye, and the more you get to know them, the more interesting they are. Um, You have to begin to respect women and respect the boundaries that you know are supposed to be on their purity and on their sexuality and really enforce those. Even if a woman was to grab you, man, like Potiphar's wife, and say, come have sex with me, you'd say, no, that's not right. Men, if you are a real man, you are always responsible for a woman's protection. This is something that God put inside of us all the way back in the beginning of time. That men, we are responsible for protecting women in every different area. Whether that be physical, most men understand that, that if someone was beating up on a woman, that it is a man's responsibility to step in and protect that woman. But also, in the mental realm, in the emotional realm, in the spiritual realm, And yes, men, in the sexual realm as well. You are the one responsible for protecting a girl's sexuality. You're the one responsible for making sure these boundaries do not get crossed. So why not become a real man of a sex machine? Because so many are just becoming male. They're hooking up with promiscuous girls that they can find on the street. I mean, Proverbs 5, 3-6 says... The lips of a seductive woman are oh so sweet. Her soft words are oh so smooth. But it won't be long before she's gravel in your mouth, a pain in your gut, a wound in your heart. She's dancing down the primrose path to death. She's headed straight for hell and taking you with her. She hasn't a clue about real life, about who she is or where she is going. Guys, this is not for you. Get a hold of your sexuality and just stop being male and stop being boys and instead become a real man. Get a hold of it where you can say, I can control my own sexual urges. I can control my own sexual desires. And this woman that we just talked about isn't going to be yours because when you become a real man, God is going to bless you with a real woman that you can be proud of and you can share your life with.
So I want to encourage you guys to become a Joseph. Look at his life as an example and say, I want to become that man who's so firm in his sexuality and says that the parameters God set for my life, I will follow even when they're difficult, even when they're hard, even when they get tempted. I'll still stick with them because I know that they are beneficial to my life. Become a real man sex machine.